Drogba in der Mitte, Schneider, Schneider, Merhaba and welcome to episode 33 of the Lion's Den, a Galatasaray podcast. Done by the community, for the community. From all over the world, we got me, Samet, back. Back as your host, back to do another episode, back for the hype. But we'll talk all about that because we have also my main man from Toronto, Canada, Coach John. How are you doing, John? Good. It's so good to hear your voice. I got goosebumps with that intro. Not going to lie. I don't know if I should actually say you're my main man because I don't know. (laughs) You've been doing a lot of shitting on me last (laughs) few episodes, man. I've listened. Oh, you heard that? You heard all that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and Yasin, that bitch. (laughs) Basically the non-Europeans, yeah. Of course, Yasin is not here today because he knows he would get a punishment from me. (laughs) But yeah, you heard that as well. You have also historian Salih from the Kingdom of the Netherlands. How are you doing, Salih? I'm, I'm doing mixed, actually. Uh, having some exams, as you all know. That's why I've been missing for the past, I don't know how many episodes. Also, I think I'm starting to get sick. And not just because of the game, you know, also just physically. Uh, mm-hmm. As from like some type of fever. But uh, besides that, I can't complain. Can't complain. Happy to... Have you all back? We're also you know. with the three of us after a while, right? Normally it's just the two. John with someone, usually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bitch asses just don't show up, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking to you, Emre. <laughs> oh, shit. Americans, bro. What about yeah. our Ozzy? What about him? He's, he's the odd goose anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, Mazar. Yeah. No, I'm absolutely retarded. Uh, we know, Mazar. We know. Yeah, we know. You don't have to t- tell us that. Wait, no. I am. I am absolutely retarded. Yes, we know, dude. You, you're always ditching us last minute. Blah blah blah. Go, go away, Ozzy. <laughs> he, he said the word. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I really missed this. Honestly, yeah. I really did. Why? You, you, you think Maz is not here? Oh. He is. No, I guess he it's is. Seven thirty a.m. on a Sunday. I get every pass in the world. Leave me alone. Yeah, yeah. It's always fucking seven thirty for you, bro. <laughs> With all the time switches and stuff like that. All right. Uh, normally we go through the news, but honestly, there's not much news, lads. There's not much news. I mean, I don't want to go into the drama of Wanda. Uh, so we'll just say, yeah, Wanda Nara and. Uh, a 22-year-old Elgante, I think it's Elegante, <laughs> uh, how you say it. They re- he released a new song and he has Wanda Nara uh, in his clip, almost kissing and doing shit. I don't know what's the deal with Icardi and Na- Nara anyway, but yeah. Um, other news is we got Moritz Vols that joined Galatasaray as an ass man, assistant manager, which is interesting. <laughs> oh my God. He's been assistant manager of Red Bull Leipzig before, and now he's with us. He's been scouting for Arsenal as well in the past. So, I don't know. Sally, you're a big Gunner fan. Do you know Moritz Volz? Um, <clears throat> when you say big Gunner fan, I mean, scout-wise, I-, I bet he was all right. I haven't really heard his name uh, going around left and right. The fact that he's from Leipzig, though, is is... A bit more promising, as uh, coaches from the Red Bull school are usually, you know, fathers in philosophy, as in high-octane football, you know, a lot of pressing, uh, basically just to increase work rate. So I think that one's more interesting, uh, really, uh, that part, that he has that in his history. Mm. But besides that, I'm not going to lie, like, outside the fact this is from Leipzig and how Leipzig operate in general, I don't know much else about him. Um Okay, I don't. Well, I mean, what have you guys have looked? Uh, have you guys looked into him, like Summit or John? Oh, a little bit, not much. So I'll uh, I'll let John go. Yeah, no. The, I mean, uh, there's there's not that much information I could find. Um, like just looking through his resume as a player, 
And um, in in terms of his his coaching, the coaching side of the resume, I, I guess it was just the Leipzig that he was he was an assistant for. But he has some decent player experience. I mean, like you mentioned, Arsenal, Fulham. Um, he he's been around a little bit. He finished his career in Germany. And he was a fullback as well. Um, so hopefully he can bring some some knowledge, some experience, and we'll see what he can add to the team. I, I am a fan of bringing it of bringing foreigners in for that type of job. I'm a fan of that. I, I know that's what they wanted to do with uh, Fati Terim, and he said no way, Jose, and he was out the door. So I don't mm-hmm. know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what he can do. It's uh, it's very interesting. I mean, as long as we score some corners, finally. I'd be happy with him if we start That'd scoring nice, corners. Yeah. yeah. And something interesting you said, Jan. Like, they tried to do that with Fatih Terim. Do you think that Moritz Wolf came in as an assistant manager, low-key, to replace Okan Buruk? Um, Probably not, but I'm not really sure. Like, I don't know. I, I think... Like, I don't know what their intent was for this, or if it was Okan Buruk who reached out and said, hey, I'd like to add someone like this to my team, and they went out and found this guy. I don't know. I, I think that I, I can see the the club giving Okan Buruk a lot of time and, like, giving him a chance, but I'm not sure what's going to happen. I didn't expect the whole Dominic Torn thing to happen with Fatih Tedim, so I'm not going to speak too soon. Anything can happen in Turkey. We, I'm sure we're going to talk about that in yeah. a bit, but, you know. Yeah, that's yeah, true, yeah. but with this uh, Moritz guy, I think that's like highly unlikely. He has never been a first team coach anyway, and like was I don't I don't even want to talk about Torrent or anything. But at <laughs> least on his resume, at least you could say he was assist to Guardiola, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Moritz, he just started out, and we're not Alanya or Fatih Karagümrük or whatever. Yeah. It's also in the end, we're not gonna experiment with a guy who's never coached before and he's not even 40 years old he's 39 so like looking at it from his point of view as well he's probably excited about the job just just to get more experience being a a coach and being in that in that sort of atmosphere right like he he just started doing that in 2019 that's when he started as uh, being the assistant coach so it's a good opportunity for him as well who knows maybe down the road somewhere maybe he will be a our head coach one day but I think he's still a long way uh, away from that. Speaking of assistant managers, you guys know that Albert Riera is killing it, right? Yeah, I, I haven't seen any news lately, but I was f- sort of following at the beginning of the season. I think he was like eight or nine and oh, like eight wins, zero losses or something. Is he still on that streak? Yeah, yeah. With uh, Olympigia, um, he has 14 games and he's won 11 and lost two. And uh, one draw. So that's Brilliant. pretty good. I mean, he's at the top at the moment. So that's a good thing. Good for him. That's fantastic. Yeah. And he's like leading with uh, eight points. So he's doing good stuff there. And I wish him the best as well. I hope he one day he'll come back with us and do some good stuff. But uh, yeah. Right. How do you want to progress this episode? I guess we can just go into the match because there's a ton to talk about. You think it's it, it, it's hard to even it's hard to even decide where to start, but I can yeah. have a crack at it if you like. You know, I said I would not talk about refs this yeah uh, season. I, I'm going to try and not to. Instead, I have a, a wingman. I was WhatsApping with him, a special guest who will come on and uh, and and talk on my behalf. Because I'm still not going to talk about the refs. <laughs> so uh, oh, we'll boy. see that uh, a bit later on during the podcast with that special guest. Did. So keep wa- listening. I was going to say keep watching, but yeah, keep listening. And, um, and to everyone listening, I was feeling very down yesterday. I still feel a bit down, but don't give up hope. Let's get hyped with some cringe music. And... Uh, we have another episode of the Lions Den. What else do you want? <laughs> Let's go Apache. Oh yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I hope that settles your mood. I hope you cringe at my dad jokes. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> oh yeah. All right, John. I'm gonna ask you 
to take us to the game? Who did we play against? I will take you there. I will. This was round 11 in the Super League. We were at home. Finally, we came home. Um, we had some beautiful, beautiful choreography before the match. We really are the best at that. Um, oh. We were welcoming Alanyaspor into the building. And this one finished in a very, very unfortunate way. It was 2-2 at full time. Um, I'll go through our starting 11 and some stats. So starting 11 was Muslera, Sasha Boy, Nelson, uh, Abdul Kerim, Kazumjan, Lucas Torreira, Sergio Oliveira, Karam, Rashidza, Mertens, and the big boy Icardi up front. Um, we'll run through some stats here. So this one finished with 18 shots for us. Um, there were seven big chances. Um, there was three off target, 12 on target. And um, look, I'd like to just start by saying one thing. Um, it was really, really disappointing for me. I'm sure everyone can agree within the first say half hour of this match i think we looked like a totally different team like i think we came out in the beginning of this match looking incredible like the best we've seen so far this season i i really i couldn't believe the way that we were playing and i was thinking to myself oh my god this is really going to finish like five six seven nothing the way that it was looking right why do you think that is why specifically this game? Is it the starting XY? Yeah, I think it's a mix of a few things. We just we came off that huge win in the uh, in the cup match, seven nil win. I think the morale was super high. Um, the atmosphere before the match with that choreography, like I said, was brilliant. And then I think it it does have to do with the starting eleven. There was a couple or one, I guess, significant change there, and the way we were playing. We had Rashitsa that came in, who I thought was probably one of the best players if not the best player like i thought he was just tremendous yesterday i thought he was so good mm-hmm. and the way you that said we were episodes an yeah. actual winger is what you yeah, said yeah exactly and i'm i'm sure you guys can see that the way he plays like he looks like a winger when he plays he knows mm-hmm. his role so well right when i saw and, him playing that, mm-hmm. that's actually the the thing i thought of as well in my head, I heard John saying like, bro, he's such a traditional winger. Right? <laughs> exactly. And I saw it exactly. I, I see what you mean. Yeah. Go ahead. It makes a difference. It really makes a difference. And the what way that we were- makes the difference? Because he's going wide. Yeah, exactly. Exactly what I've been saying. He's And look at um, the, the, I guess, situations we've put him in. Like we were putting the ball over the top. He was running into it, running into space. Uh, we were giving the ball to his feet. He was dribbling. Like- He's just, he's so good at what he does. He knows his position so well. And the a big difference I saw at the beginning of this match, the way we were pressing Alanya was crazy. They they couldn't do anything. Like, I think we sort of caught them off guard. And uh, the second goal we scored with Icardi was just because we forced them into a mistake in, in their own box. Like, they just couldn't play out. They made a mistake and he scored. Mm-hmm. I um, think it's fair to say that Okan started tactically very correct mm-hmm. uh, in my opinion Alanya with Farioli isn't a layback sit back counter football team they like to play with the ball mm-hmm. his team uh, we've seen that over and over and it was a good choice to just start pressing it and taking and t- make forcing them into a mistake so so we could get these goals and in my opinion Mertens is a key driver in that position. Mm-hmm. We've seen over and over each game when he's playing 10, he's not only pushing so much with his condition at this age, but he's also helping the defense a lot, which will come to in the second half and the choices Ocon did by bringing him out for Micho. But I think Mertens has been very key in that and Oliveira being back in this game uh, has been just crucial in showing what yes. we saw the first 30 minutes, um, including that Rashitska uh, playing like a real winger. It was all just uh, just great, just great. 
Yeah. And uh, we started, like I said, very fast. The first goal came in the 11th minute with Mertens with uh, just a beauty. Oh my God. I can't even put into words this assist from Icardi. Outside boot. Oh my goodness. Right on a plate for Mertens. Beautiful finish as well. There was actually a goal before that that was ruled offside. The third minute. Yeah. yeah third minute. Third minute. That's right. It, which was kind of unfortunate. Was it, it, it offside? The, it was so weird. Like he, it was a goal, but because the ball hit Icardi, who was like on the floor in the net, it mm. hit him and then went in. So it was offside. Like it's just such a strange situation. Um, but did it hit him after the ball went in the goal or before? I don't know. I'm not sure. It's I'm I, 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 I think I think maybe before, but. I think the main point to that, which I'm sure we'll elaborate on a lot, is like they never check anything. <laughs> they never check anything. You said that last yeah. episode as well. It, I, well, I mean, it's we're on round 11 now for the league and yeah. nothing has been checked. You said last episode, you're not a conspiracy theorist. How do you feel about the conspiracy theorists now? Well... I, I would probably say it's getting really difficult not, like, it, it's not really a conspiracy anymore. Like, it's becoming fact. And it I mean, obvious. Yeah. it's becoming very obvious. And I don't know if, if, you, if you guys want to open that part of the discussion up now, we can. But I think, I, I really think that, you know, Tefefe have uh, revealed themselves yesterday. Mm. I, I feel that they really revealed their intentions. and you know, how this season is going to be and how things are going to go. And if they have an agenda, what may be on that agenda? And, you know, um, yeah. The only thing going through my mind is like, what would Yasin say? What would our <laughs> Fenerbahce Yasin say if I asked him? Would he, usually he comes in, oh no, it was a red, man. It was a red. <laughs> <laughs> it was a red, man. And, well, Sally is a sober Dutchman as well. What do you think about uh, what we just said? Let me first backtrack just a little bit on the offside part. The thing about checking offside is a ref is not going to check if it's offside because they just draw lines and that's basically it, right? I mean, for an offside, you don't go to the screen to check if it's really offside or not because we assume that the technology is being used appropriately <laughs> and we just have to believe that. <laughs> the first goal is, uh, just like you mentioned, it's probably offside. I mean, I know it looks really strange, but probably is mm -hmm. and with the other goal because uh, before the incident actually happened in what was the 30th minute 31st minute we had another goal from Icardi mm -hmm. uh, yeah. it came from Nelson right who dueled his way out was almost gonna win a fall but then he realized that he could you know pass the ball mm -hmm. which landed uh, on Rashik uh, I can't pronounce his name either Rashitsa 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 okay Rashitsa who gave a beautiful ball to Icardi, who then, I mean, he was one-on-one -on -one and he lopped it over and scored that way. But apparently that was offside too. I mean, it's all millimeter work. It sucks. But with offside, I just feel like there's not much you can do about it anyway. It's more where human uh, judgment comes into play, which is the next part. That's where I feel like that this season, so far, has been really really harsh towards us i mean is it just this season um look the the problem okay let me say it this way right if i try to reflect to myself i i'm trying to be objective with this type of stuff the way i try to look at fouls if it's given or against us is basically just to think what if it happened to them or to us would i still think the same way <laughs> right Mm -hmm. No, but you have to do it that way. Otherwise, we're looking through our own lenses. And obviously, our judgment is, well, biased if it's against us, right? Because uh, if, a, if, a, if a foul is given against us, we'll probably think, oh, this is unfair, etc. While in reality, it might be fair. Just this season, because I'm not going to talk about previous seasons, just this season so far, just like John mentioned before, just like Sam had mentioned before, I'm also... Just like how I explained, I'm one of those who does not like to talk about the ref too much. And 
in this game, yes, we had our own faults, but the ref did play a very big part into the flow of the game and how eventually we got this outcome, which is a draw, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So let's, I guess, move on to the red card incident. Yeah. Yeah, well, I guess. Mm -hmm. I wanna I wanna ask my guest. I, I just hear him coming in. Um okay. Um, oh, he just came in. All right. Red card that Salis said. Mr. Jose Mourinho, how much of an impact do you think the red card of Sasha Bowie had at the first half? Huh? I prefer not to comment because he's not uh if you want to speak about big decisions, we don't you don't speak just about um about the red cards. Yeah, but come on. I brought you here to speak about it. I'm sure you can tell us something about the impact of that to the game. I prefer really not to, not to speak. If I wow. speak, I am in, in big trouble. In big trouble. And I don't want to be in big trouble. Why are you in big trouble? You don't need to worry. You aren't coaching for Gala. You have nothing to do with Super League now. I mean, we know you're a big fan of Gala and you want to coach us one day, but Tell us something. I prefer not to speak. Oh, yeah, I'm not gonna if I speak, <laughs> I am accused of bringing the game into disrepute because the referees, they do what they do. They do and they go home. They do and they don't go to the press. They do and they refuse. Yeah, yeah, I, I know, I know. But are, are you worried you might blow your chances in Turkey with Gala? Or is that why you don't want to talk about refs? I prefer not to speak. Allah really. I prefer yeah. not to speak. <laughs> okay, do you at least like have some comments on Ali Palabuyuk or the VAR system in Turkey? I prefer to say nothing. Allah <laughs> Just give us at least your opinion on like the game, especially like I'm curious on the penalty position, um, which I think was a penalty where Mertens was grabbed by his neck. Again, and the question was just one. Is it possible that goes and grabs a player from behind and from his neck? Is it possible? No yellow no. card, no red card, nothing? Yeah. Not, not fully. Exactly. That's exactly what we all saw. And, and, <laughs> and Mertens didn't get the pen. How do you think the referees are feeling about this? The referee has a good life because now he goes home and uh, he's free of everything. And next he's in another match and life goes on. For us, yeah. it's like this. Yeah, for Thank us. You Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. Well, that was uh, Mourinho. Uh, what a boss. Man. <laughs> yeah. Nah. If, I, I like what he said about the neck grabbing. We all saw that uh, Mertens. That you know what's funny? B in sport didn't show that. Replay. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. I if, for you guys that are listening, I don't know if you've seen this on on Twitter or or wherever. Um, it was a pretty like, I don't want to say serious position, but there's something there. Like, there, there's definitely something in it. And I don't even recall seeing it in the match because nothing was shown. So, we, that, and that's really, that's another thing that's really weird as well. So, we should all put our tinfoil hats, I guess, because, I mean, for me, I'm convinced. Like, today was just on top of everything. You cannot just say that the referees are doing this to everyone. Yeah, for sure. It's not to this extent. Like whatever they're doing with the other teams, it's not to this extent. It's mm -hmm. so maybe let, well, let's do this then. Let, let me break down the the position with uh with yeah, Sasha Boy. Um <clears throat> in the 32nd minute, we had a free kick on the the right-hand side and we took the free kick. I think it was Sergio played the ball into the box. Alanya cleared the ball. And um, still in our attacking half, um, one of the Alanya players was sort of uh, chasing the ball, I suppose, took possession of the ball. And how can I say Sasha Boy laid a hand on him, I guess? I guess that's the way to, to sort of put it. He tried to get on the other side of him and just sort of put his hand on it. The player stopped running, threw his hands up, and that was enough. Ali Palubi came over with the red card and... And that was the red card on something that not even a yellow card. I don't, I don't even think it was a foul. No, the no. player was still in his own half and he, 
like you have to really ask yourself, one, did Sasha Boy deny him at all the chance to score? No. And two, like regardless, even if he didn't touch him, Muslera was, was right there. He was going to get the ball anyways. So yeah. I, I don't see how the player was denied the chance to score. And I don't see where the foul, the foul was because Sasha Boy touched him on the shoulder. Right. And I don't know, to me, it, it just, it seems very obvious to me. And I'm not the person that has ever in my life said this. I've never said, I've never been the person to promote these conspiracies and to say that there's an agenda against us because you've heard me say it a million times on this show. I prefer to just sort of block that out and focus on just winning. How are we just going to win? Like, forget all this. Let's just play better. Mm-hmm. But this is really bad, man. This is really, really bad. I don't know what you, I'm sure you guys think the same exact thing, but it was a red card for just touching the player. The thing is, aside from all the bullshit decisions that were made on the game, what are you doing, Tefefe? What are you doing, Mr. Referee? We, everyone, is watching this game to enjoy a football game, to, to have some love for football, like what's left of it, and you are basically butchering a game that was supposed to be beautiful a game that everyone wants to enjoy watching, like something at least at a certain level. But every decision, everything they do is basically devaluing the league, devaluing the watching pleasure. Like, soğutuyorlar ya insanı. I'm getting sick and tired of watching Super League. It's like a cancerous disease, cancerous addiction. That, that I keep having to watch every week. I, I don't, like, we should be talking football, right? We should be talking about how Kerem's position, how Kerem should, uh, at the final minutes, not give the ball away or, or do something to hold the ball or talk about how Emin Bayram, the young youngsters, did great. Um, but we don't get to do that. We get to talk about red cards, stupid ass decisions, and uh, and and stupid ass boycotts that are done against a team that has nothing to do with this game as well. That's the one. Like, I'll give props to Ultra Aslan for the choreography. Props for them. Props for what they're doing. But these dumbass social media boycotts, it doesn't make any sense. We're talking only about everything outside of football now. I don't know what you think about that boycott situation from Ultra Aslan, but yeah, I I, I don't know, man. I'm, it, it yesterday really put me in the, at the point where I I don't know what to do. Like I don't know what to think. I don't know where to go from that. Like if if that's just if that's what the season's gonna be like, then I'm not sure what to say, man. It's I don't know. I'm seeing a lot of corruption and things that should shouldn't be happening. And like you said. It, you know, it, we sort of set the mood at the beginning with that choreography. Like it, everyone was so inspired. And for 30 minutes, for just half an hour, we really showed what we were capable of, which looked incredible. Like we absolutely shut them down. It could have been 4 0 within the first half hour, yeah, right there. Four right? goals, two disallowed. Yeah. Icardi was it, doing great. Exactly. And it just is, it's just so convenient, man. It's just so convenient when the train really starts going, we see these things happening, you know? Mm. I don't know. It, it, it's just, it's so disheartening. And um, I think Tefefe should be ashamed of themselves. I think Ali Palubik should never, I think he should never officiate a match in Turkey until the day he dies. I think mm-hmm. whatever license you need to, to do this job, I think it should be removed immediately. Um, and I think that there should probably be an investigation towards him as well, because even Fatih Tedim himself was complaining about this, how many times he's fucked us over, right? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I was mentioning to, to some of the other guys yesterday as well. It's like, I was hoping that Okan Buruk would say something after the match. He did. I was actually pretty impressed with, with the things that he was saying, um, but uh, I hope that there's more from the club, from the board. Like, put some pressure. Like, push back. You know, there's no way we're going to go the whole season like this, you know? 
there needs to be some sort of resistance towards this sort of thing. So I guess we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, it is also in our hands. Sure, we can put on the conspiracy hat. We can say these uh, decisions have been given. But in the game, we had countless of chances that we didn't finish either. So, like everyone used to say, you have to beat the refs as well. Mm-hmm. We, we need to, like, basically, we need to start doing that. Yeah. Um, maybe uh, you, you pretty much just touched on it there. Maybe it could be our next point, I guess, how we were sort of playing, how we dealt with that after the red card, which was for the remainder of the match, which was quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you guys think about that? I, I honestly thought that after halftime, we still looked pretty good. Like there was a, there was a, a few chances where we could have made something happen. Um, there was Kerem that had a chance on the left side. I, it looked like he tried to sort of chip the keeper and he just caught it. We had Icardi that made a, a shot from really far out. I think he was trying to catch the keeper out right at, before the final whistle. Imin Bayram had the chance right in front of the net that probably should have won us the match. He couldn't finish that. We had Abdul Kerem with a beautiful chance that was uh, ended up being offside. Um, I think that the way that we were playing was was good. I think our reaction to that was was a, a good reaction. I mm-hmm. think we were holding out for the most part. But um, the breakthrough came in the 68th minute. Uh, Balkovic scored uh, from a free kick. Can't take anything away from him. It was a beautiful free no, kick. But That guy eats the ball, man. Yeah, yeah, he does. And I'm, I, I'm sure, like, as soon as that went in, we all knew how this was going to end. Well, this like, going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> we've seen it way too many times before. I think uh, some of us said, like, it's going to be 2-2. Two, two. When it was 2-0 and we yeah. got the red card, it's going to end 2-2. Two, two. That's what yeah. you said, right? We've seen this too many times, man. It's just mm. too predictable now. It's the same story over and over and over again. The only difference now is that it's just becoming, it's becoming too predictable. Like, it's, <laughs> we've seen the same, oh my God, we're on a roll. We look incredible. We're going to win the league. Look at this momentum. Bang, red mm. card, done, 2-2. Two, two. Yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> and, and and the the interesting thing is, um, maybe Saleh, you can correct me. You know more. A direct red card, you don't get to go to VAR, only if it's yellow, right? Wait, what did you say? If if no, the referee gives a direct red card, can can the VAR intervene? Of course, no, no, of course you can still intervene. Like for example, I don't know um, that Abdul Karim thing. What yeah. if he gave a yellow, but VAR says like, "Hey, have a look again because this looks really dangerous." Yeah. Then he could, or or the other way around, right? If he gives straight red, right. he could like cancel it and make it a yellow too. Uh, well, it didn't happen for us, obviously, but you know <laughs> they don't normally, use the VAR; it yeah, doesn't yeah, exist. It, the TFF president or something said that, right? Just <laughs> act like there is no VAR. Okay, <laughs> sure. Well, there is no VAR. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, we see it. <laughs> but no, they could overturn it. The only thing they can't overturn are just like, I don't know, yellow cards, uh, free kicks. It's basically just a harsh penalty, uh, the harsh uh, fouls that they can overturn. Of course, if they differ in opinion, but with us, they seem to always agree with each other. So yeah, <laughs> there's that. So let me ask you guys this. Uh, we had, uh, at the start of the half, we had uh, Mertens come out for Dubois. We had in the 58th, we had Kazim John came out uh, for Berkan. Rashitsa came out for Mitsu. Sergio came out for Imin Bayram. And Icardi came out for Seferovic. Uh, what do you think about these changes from Okan? And, you know, mm-hmm. we had a lot of criticism, me especially, I had a lot of criticism for him on the last episode as well. Um, how do you think he handled this, you know, before the red card, after the red card? Could he have prevented this, do you guys think? Yes. What do you think? Yeah, you go for a summit. Look, I, think, I think it's inevitable. I don't think he could have really done much more than just sit back deep. But uh, I, first, uh, you go, son. Last game, when we were 10, guys, we didn't lay back. We pushed through it and we played amazing still. And the moment... Okay, the first switch up between Mertens and Dubois I get. Keramakter Golo was uh, covering Bowie's spot. 
mm-hmm. and we needed to do something there. That was mm-hmm. obvious. It was very open there. So Dubois came in. Sure. I think that wasn't maybe the best decision considering the press Mertensters up ahead, mm-hmm. keeping the ball up ahead in the play. So I, I don't fully agree, but it's easy to talk afterwards, right? So I don't want to... Yeah. I don't want to be too critiquing of Okan. But what really boiled my head was the Rashitska and then adding in Micho. Another attacker, a winger, a classic winger that plays the game, makes the game wide. So there's more time. The ball can be in play mm-hmm. in wider areas. That that was not good because you're now for, for putting everything in the middle and it's just easier for an 11 man to take the ball from you there. Then you're forced to defend. Then you're forced to lay back. Because I think Okan Buruk said post-match interview, yeah, the players laid back too much. Well, what do you think happens if you take out an attacker and put in a defender? The players are going to lay back or do you want Emin Bayram to play as a striker yeah yeah and and <laughs> to complement that point as well uh usually you know if if you're a man down or or not not even even if it's a, uh, still 11 v 11 when you want to counter fast you usually do that from the wide areas right with those fast players in the wide areas so Rashica came out for Mitsu and that pretty much killed that option when we did mm-hmm. win the ball back to try to go forward fast again, right? Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. What about yeah. you, Sally? Uh, I mean, let me think this thoroughly. Uh, we had Seferovic that came in for Icardi. I don't know if. Yeah, that that was that was more so my thing. Um, just like Johnson before ten v eleven. Versus a team that likes to play with the ball. Because, yes, although versus Antep, we did uh, kind of keep the momentum and kind of keep the tempo against them. That's normal because Antep basically decides to not play football. They decide to just sit back and <laughs> hit us on the counter. So they invited us in, right? But Alanya are a different beast. They, they like to play themselves. So for me, it was more just like how John said. In 10 v 11 situation, uh, while we still, you know... I mean, when the subs came in, it was like 2-1, so we still had it in our hands. The way to do it is, I think staying compact is not necessarily a problem, but in order to counter, <laughs> you do need some fast players. And like, bring in Seferovic, I mean, what is he going to do? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what is he going to do, right? Like, uh, I know Kerem made, made the error in the end that ultimately like led to the goal, but like keeping a Kerem and Rashika on, probably was wiser it's again it's easier to talk afterwards but yeah if you want to hit on the counter you need some fast players like, yeah like i i, I would have even i wouldn't have mind um if what what okan did was uh if he wanted to take icardi out or if he wanted to take out the fast players from the wing then i, I it would have probably been okay if he used a fast player and in the middle of the striker role there instead of taking mm-hmm. out icardi and putting seferovic Maybe we had Barish, who we know is can be pretty electric. Um, that probably wouldn't have been Barish? as bad. The the the, the dumb player, right? <laughs> yes, the dumb <laughs> player. <laughs> I don't know, man. I I I don't think we played bad necessarily, but I think there probably could have there could have been a few changes. And I'm wondering if it came down to panic at all. Like the goal came in the 68th minute, and then in the 71st we had those two changes where Micho and Emin Bayram came in, you know, which I understand two more defensive players are coming in, but I'm not sure. How, that sort of impacted the flow of the match, I think. Um, and then we got the heartbreak in stoppage time. Uh, it was 2-2. And unfortunately, uh, it's funny how things work out. Like the first, uh, the, the, sorry, the red card came from us having a free kick. And their second goal was produced by us having a corner. So it's funny how things work out, but we, we had a corner. Uh, Karam was taking the corner. Micho came short. He played Micho. He played Karam back. 
And I guess Kerem just tried to beat the player that was pressing him. He tried to take it inside and lost it. And they started a counterattack and they tied the he match. He needs to start learning that stuff because this is not the first time he's doing this. Yes, yeah. That was a very poor decision. Like if, if you're on a corner and you look up and you're in stoppage time, there's so many ways that you can kill off the match. Like some players prefer to just take the yellow. Like they just start wasting time and they just take the yellow. Like mm-hmm. they'll fuck around with the ball. They'll replace the ball 20 times. Like they'll do a whole bunch of things, right? Mitsho came short. So give it to Mitsho. Let him just keep the ball in the corner by the corner flag. Like shield the ball there if we're in stoppage time, mm-hmm. right? Like why are you why are you trying to cut inside and cross? Like even if you make, even if you cut inside and cross into the box, the keeper is just going to come collect the ball and they're going to break out again, right? Mm. So that was a really, really amateur move. There's lots of things he could have done just to run the clock down. And odds are if they would have taken it in the corner flag, whoever had the ball in the corner, they probably would have got fouled anyway or the ball would have been kicked out for another Mm -hmm. corner. And then you just do the same thing. You start fucking around with the corner again. Someone wants to play it short. You put it in the corner again. And before you know it, the match is over, right? You have Mm. to play it like it's a... European Cup final basically because that's how you had to treat this basically and just like you said you have to like draw falls waste time just be as annoying as you can to try to ride out those last yeah just kill it off just try to kill it right um and then (laughs) and then to our surprise uh well I guess it wasn't that surprising considering everything but in uh 90 plus 4 Abdul Kerim was sent off uh for a foul i guess he had stepped on another player and uh yeah straight red another straight red i'm sorry i just didn't see it I, I, his foot was basically hovering in air trying not to touch the other player so i, I did like yeah. so harsh to give him straight up red yeah I, with I, this one i don't know if it was really that soft because look i think the Tackle on itself, you know, because that wasn't the red, I think. I think it was more the red, the way it landed and how dangerous it could have been. It didn't land. His his foot didn't land. Uh, From what I saw, it did land. But okay, if I was wrong, then... I'm going to show you right after. You you know, with this, what my thing is, is that... Check the so, bar. So, so, oh, well, yeah, aside from that, of, <laughs> What's that? Of, of course, like get your fucking ass over to the screen and l- exactly. watch it. But, any, but <laughs> yeah. as, aside from that, if, so if you look, so let, we'll start with the, with the Sasha boy red card. Uh, immediately after that match, there was a clip that was posted from the Premier League from Liverpool. Uh, I think it was Alexander Arnold who did the same exact thing. The no. Si- no, no, his was actually his worse. worse. His yeah. was worse than what Sasha did. Yeah. Like m- considerably worse. And it was a yellow card, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It was a mm-hmm. yellow card. And it's considerably worse considering Sasha just touched him on the shoulder, right? No. Th- yeah. The thing is, we need to stop comparing other leagues to the Turkish league. And okay, we're doing that, right? We're saying, okay, it's Turkish league, it's different. Mm. But then the problem is that there is also not a consistency in the league itself. Yeah, yeah. That was That's my next point, problem. exactly. Absolutely. And, and, that, and you can see that from the Abdul Kerim red card as well, because how, how, many, um, how many of these do we see on a weekly basis, right? Where yeah. there might be a, a foot sort of landing on someone else's foot or ankle or something, and it's a yellow. Or how many Every- times do they get away with it? With nothing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So the consistency is a really big problem because think about the, the gap there. You go from the ref not seeing the foul at all to giving a straight red card, right? <laughs> like how, how do you measure this? Like, you know, there has to be some type of consistency. So yeah, like we mentioned, it would be nice for once if someone could get their fucking ass over to the VAR screen and watch something for once, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the thing but okay the problem with the VAR checking part is refs only check it if VAR actually tells them to check it right so on that case it's not always 100% on it's still on the ref but like if he's not being called up to check then yeah, he's not gonna check they have That's to stop being so stingy with it though mm-hmm. you know like they, I mean you're about to give your second direct red card 
you know, especially mm-hmm. at the beginning of the match in the 30th minute, like games like this can screw your season, right? This was a, excuse me, this was a guaranteed three points, you know, and Pretty how much. many times have we come down to where we lost the league by a goal? We lost the league by a point, two points, three points, whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. These are guaranteed wins. So all it takes is for this to happen, you know, three or four times throughout the whole season and you're done. The league is done, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know, man. I think that they should stop being so stingy with the VAR and say, you know what, just to be safe, let's go check it out, right? Go, exactly. ha- go have a look. Just to be safe because, look, just because the ref checks VAR doesn't mean the decision is overturned, but at least you'll, you'll know that, it, okay, it's at least checked. Yeah. And if he doesn't overturn, well, you definitely know he's a retard. But if he did, then okay, good on him, right? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and think about how much is at stake here, man. Like how much money we've spent to bring these players in. How badly we need to get the the European mm-hmm. football, right? And this the is the weird thing is. Mm-hmm. I wanted to say one more thing about like Alanya wasn't given a penalty as well. We have to be fair about that. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. That was a clear penalty that they weren't given. From mm-hmm. Nelson, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, but the problem is, he saw that. He saw uh, Ali Palabayuk. He saw that. And he probably thought in his mind, I'm fucking over Gala so hard. I need to <laughs> balance this Super out. League. I need to balance this out. And <laughs> you know what's funny? It's actually this thought process is actually true and it's mind-boggling that this is how it works. Apparently, that's how it works in Turkey. You balance things out. Instead of letting the game play, have a nice football game, you stop the game both sides yeah. for bullshit reasons <laughs> and you try to balance it out. It's such a weird thing to think about, actually. Yeah, I, and, and I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the absolute truth. You know, mm. where, where he's like, mm. oh, fuck, we gave the straight red. Uh, we kind of have to balance this out or else it becomes too <laughs> obvious, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, well, it's yeah. just such a joke, man. It's, it, because, it really is. Because he did that, right? And okay, the three of us can agree that that was a penalty, you know, from uh, Nelson on uh, one of the Alliance attacks. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the problem that you now will get <laughs> is that, of course, rival fans, yeah. <laughs> they're going to check this and they're like, yeah. uh, what are we talking about? You know, yeah. The refs aren't, you know, screwing over. And that's also something that, uh, from what I understood, right, from the statement that Erdin Timur and uh, Dursun made on how refs uh, handle us and other rival clubs as well, of the names which I won't mention. But I would say that that wasn't as smart of a move. No. necessarily name out teams because if you want to because that's just finger pointing right the problem yeah. is basically TFFA. you have to in a strange way have to tackle it together but yeah, if but you're how saying do that, you fix this how do you fix how do you fix a corrupt football bond yeah how, how would you have to fix it is that somehow the bigger clubs have to like come together that's how you. That's the only way you can fix well, it. Well, what do you guys think about bringing foreign referees in this league? I I've always been against that, mm-hmm. but it, I think you know. And why have you been against it? I'm actually curious because I've never really thought about uh, it. Like other the foreign refs, that's not a solution. If they're bad, what's going to happen? Yeah, and and they are. There are bad like other leagues. I've been watching Italian league quite some time, Premier, Premier League, League here and there. <laughs> and there are such bad decisions that we see there as well. But I guess you could say over there, at least it's a bit consistent. <laughs> like it's always the same bad decisions probably. But I don't think that's the solution. And it's, I, I think it's, it's more than that. It's more in-depth than that. Yeah. Would you be okay with foreign... Uh, I would be open refs? to... Like, I, I'm interested to try and see how it goes. Like, I'm very curious to see if we're going to get the same bullshit or what's going to happen, right? So, I don't know if just, it's the solution. I'm just, I'm very curious to see what would happen. Because they, they, they suggested for bigger games, right? Like, for derbies and such. Not every game, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. Just like some high-profile games, like, I don't know, uh, Us versus Fenerbahce, for example, or... Something that would be interesting. Lines. Yeah, I'd be interested to see how it goes. Um, but if if we can, uh, if you guys don't mind switching 
slightly the topic here. There's just, there's a couple other things I wanted to mention in terms of um, individual uh, player performances for today. Okay, we, let me just let's yeah. say one last thing before sure, you go there. Sure. How can you trust a referee? His name is Ali Palabuyuk and he doesn't even have a Palabuyuk. <laughs> How can you trust a lie like that? Well, I, I, let me say this. Thank you for the crickets. Let, let me say this. Look at his face, right? And you could tell right there that he's the number one crook in the league. All right? <laughs> and that's all you need to know. Bro, now that you say the face part, that's actually what drove me more nuts during the game. <laughs> he was smiling and shit like, yeah. oh, no, it's offside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you can say all you want. And with the red card too, everyone's like, what the fuck? Why, is, why did you give a red? He's just constantly like nodding. No, no, no. Like, don't even try. And bro, I think, I think he had it the time of his life. That's just the time of his life just fucking us over, eh? Yeah, exactly. What a nice guy. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyways, what I was gonna mention was we had uh, Kerem come back into the starting lineup after he was um, rightfully dropped, in my opinion, at least. And uh, I have to admit, before the first red card, I thought he was playing out of his socks. He was playing incredible. He was playing so yeah. fast, playing the ball through. He he um He was fine. Yeah. He was fine. Yeah. That last thing he did, yeah, sure. It yeah. can happen. Yeah. It happens a lot with him. He should fix it. But yeah. general, he was fine. Yeah, definitely aside from that one very, very dumb moment. I thought that he was playing really well. And uh I I, I guess exactly what I said a few episode episodes ago, you know, getting that drop and getting that sort of realization and reality check is probably a good thing for him. You know, he's still a fairly young young player. So, you know, sometimes they might need things like this and same with Yunus as well. Um, mm -hmm. But, I mean, come on. From what Rashidza showed, I, I really think he has to start every match for us. I do. I think he's yeah. so good, man. Yeah, and, 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 and it stopped the wage salary increase bullshit that <laughs> yeah. Mr. Mehmet Özcan, yeah. reporter, cunt, uh, was trying to uh, put fire on. And it's, I yeah. still think that's fair, by the way, but go ahead. What is fair? Uh, some type of wage increase. No, no. You signed for a contract, so you play for it. Okay. Anyway, but, let's talk anyway, about but, individual. Okay, I'll just give a quick example, right? Because uh, let's turn to us. Uh, because he's, he, they were talking about Kerem, right? And Yunus. But Yunus' contract was running out, if I recall correctly, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to fix and that. And Kerem still had some years, right? That yeah. was also the case. Yunus okay. can get the same like Kerem. It's fine. 7 million Turkish liras or something like yeah. that. Yeah. I, I think that... That's half a million euro, man. The contract should reflect... The amount of minutes and how important you are to the team. And I think with Yunus, okay, fine, contracts running out. But Kerem, like, he was brought in basically as like a, yeah, the same, I guess, sub or whatever. Mm -hmm. So if I would have to translate this to real life terms, at least that's how I think it works, right? He was brought in as like a person who has a contract for 10 hours, but he suddenly has to work 50 hours a week and still earns the same wage. <laughs> that's not mm -hmm. how it really works, I think. I think... If you do play more, and unfortunately, sort of, we do have to play him because he's Turkish. We can't really switch oh, around. Oh, that's just more, hire consultants then yeah. that can uh, work on an <laughs> hourly wage. <laughs> <laughs> that's but that, that's the way I see it. Ah, and on the other hand, it's not my money, so just give it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I, I don't know about all the the wage stuff. I'm not, I'm not the numbers guy, but I know. If he continues playing th that way that we saw before the red card and before everything fell apart, then, you know, maybe, maybe. Because mm. he was playing really well. I was really happy mm -hmm. with the way uh, he was playing. No, no Bardak, I'm fine. He's a new contract. He has shown something. Like, he, he's graduated university. He has a curriculum. So, <laughs> and he comes in during a, a, a inflation period as a new person. Like... I'm stuck with my old job at an old wage 
but new people coming in earning higher, you know? Yeah. So that's yeah. why people job hop. So right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, if I if I may not uh, if I may add to this, but not the contract part. I also want to say that I really liked Icardi. He almost had like free cold contributions this game if that wasn't offside. His assists and that one is beautiful assist. Mm-hmm. I think real he looked really good and yeah, finally <sighs> the, now he's yeah. gone from yeah. Wanda. Yeah, he's showing his he was uh, bewitched. True colors now. Yeah, it's just. Just like how we mentioned before, this game was just a game of two halves. Again, I feel like I feel like I have I have to say this multiple times now. The first half was really really good, and if I do have to put out one stat in there, the xG and I do like xG right. The <laughs> xG for Alanya in the first half was zero point zero one. They did absolutely oh nothing, even after the red card. They did absolutely nothing. Yeah. The second half, however, even though we were still better. We did get away because we did we didn't mention it before, but they hit the post. Some of these corners, which just landed in front of like Leroy Fair's feet or whatever, yeah, a few dangerous chances. Them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I, I do think that while two two is it sucks because of the way that we got to this result due to a red card, which wasn't just. On the other hand, I'm still glad that we got to point because I do feel like in the second half. Only I did have quite some chances uh, to net it in. Yeah, they made some subs as well, and good subs as well. Like, yeah, they 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 were really trying to make it happen, and you know they they got it done at the end of the day. I'm sure that's obviously the result they were pushing for after being down two 0 mm-hmm. and they got it done. But uh, what I was going to mention as well is for Sergio Oliveira. Um. I really like him, man. I I really think he's oh, good, sure. and and I I'm seeing such a I'm seeing such a split between if he should be playing or if Midsho should be playing. But I I really can't I really can't get you know through the fact of having Micho starting over him. There's they're they're two very different players, and I feel like the the balance when we try when we want to control the match, Sergio Oliveira is so much better. He's talk so about much better. Micho, and the only guy he's going to replace is Torreira. Not Oliveira. Yeah, like, Micho is just, he's a very different player. Like, he's, he has a lot more, um, he has a lot more pace to his game. And, and he's able to, to sort of go forward faster more. But that's not always good. Like, he, that's useful in certain scenarios, but... What Sergio He's Oliveira? Norwegian, Norwegian back on Kutlu. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess, I guess that's right. Yeah. And and Oliveira is basically Portuguese Belhanda. Oh, come on, don't don't <laughs> take that name in your mouth, man. <laughs> Jesus, of course not, bro. I mean, Oliveira, I do like him, but I also like Belhanda. Portuguese Celtiquinan. They do. They both do lose the ball quite often. Not gonna lie there. Well, yeah. I find when Sergio loses the ball, it's a lot more like understandable than Balhanda. Like mm-hmm. my problem with Balhanda is he would lose the ball for no reason. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like uh, unnecessary. <laughs> like it, oh dude. And yeah, I yeah. I don't know, I've said it a million times. I'm the possession guy. Like when I see you lose possession for no reason, oh my God, man. It's the attitude as well. Exactly. Like, when yeah. he loses it, exactly. it's like, oh well, shrug yeah. it off. Yeah. yeah. And my the final thing I was gonna bring up, maybe but just before we wrap up, is uh we're going into the next match without well possibly the next two matches without um, Abdul Kerim and Kedem. Sasha Boy. Yeah. So for next game, I'm not sure what's gonna happen for the uh, the Besiktas match. But what honestly, d- mm-hmm. next game is Karagümrük. Yeah, Abdul yeah, Kerim Bardakçı, Emin Bayram, Metehan Baltacı. I trust both Emin Bayram and Metehan a lot as our center back. Yeah, yeah. That that's what I was going to ask. Uh, I guess that answers that question. I would probably go with Emin Bayram as well and then uh I guess we'll have to use Leo Dubois for right back. Um I'm sure you guys mm-hmm. agree with that. So well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I I mean pretty good uh pretty good depth, I have to say. Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm ha- very happy that we have Leo Dubois for for Sasha and uh Emin Bayram. I I pretty much trust I'm not over the moon about him but for the most part I trust him um so yeah we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes man we we need three points really really bad mm-hmm. yeah so 
and what do you think we'll do against Karagumruk? Um, I it's pretty an much, away game. Yeah, we're away. We're away again. I, I pretty much expect, other than the, the two cha- changes we just said, I pretty much expect the same 11. Uh, I, I don't really see any changes. Like, we have Kazumjan, who's a little shaky, I find. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, he makes me a little... Yeah, defensively, he makes worried. me a little nervous. Agreed. But, Agreed. Uh, you know, I, I don't think he's played so bad to the point where he should be dropped. I think, you know, keep keep rolling with him, see if he can get in the groove. But if he doesn't, I think, I think we should get a Turkish left back in January if he can't really settle it's, in. It's the composition. You got Sasha Bowie, an attacking rocket, a choo-choo train. Yeah. You got Kasim, Kasim John Karatash. Choo-choo train. <laughs> <laughs> they call him Black Train in Turkey. <laughs> um <laughs> So very attacking, and then Kazimjan is also very attacking. So that's two very attacking wingers. While when Patrick is there, it's more balanced. He adds that defensive uh, third guy in the back when Boe goes up front, supports the midfield, and Dubois is also a technical player like that. So for me, if Boe is on, Patrick should be on. If Kazimjan is on, Dubois should be on. Because that gives you that balance in the back that keeps you stable, is my opinion there. So, actually, the red card, yeah, I, I, I will love Bowie. I will miss him for sure. But Kazimjan's going to be on on the left back and Dubois on the right back. Yeah, yeah. well, that's better balance, if you ask me. Should we give predictions for that match? Yeah, Against Karagumrik? Yeah. Um, what do you think, Saleh? Let me think. <laughs> it's Pirlo, man. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what else you know, is there to say? Jagne is incredible. Yeah, I was gonna say it's not just Pirlo. Don't forget. Yeah, that's true. Don't forget about and the man. And he's doing good. Yeah, he, he has is. already six goals yeah. in nine games. Yeah. I think we're gonna win, but it's gonna be a classic Galatasaray result of this season. <laughs> As it will be a 1-0 win for a us. A miracle at the end of the match. <laughs> not, not, okay, no, no. When I say classic, I don't mean like a Gomi's goal from <laughs> the 80th minute on onward. Nah, we'll win, but I think it'll be like a 1-0. Just because we had the shock of the ref, so I think we might be a bit more careful in how we play. Just an assumption, right? Um, yeah. So I just say a 1-0. I don't think we'll be in much trouble, but a 1-0, just a 1-0. I'm going to say, uh, so Karagumrik are ranked third in the league for goals. They average 1.9, almost just just under two goals per match. Um, so I do think we're going to win. I think we're going to come back with some, uh, with some heat after all this. I think the players are going to be really fired up. And it's like, you know, you look back and you say, okay, so that's how we're going to play. No problem. Let's turn it up a little bit. I think we're going to win this match 3-1. And uh, I think that, that our guys, our main guys, these guys that we've brought in, you know, to do some damage, Icardi, Mertens, I think these guys are going to, I think they're going to show their class again. So I'm going to say 3-1 here. And I'm praying because we need those points, man. You know, I think, well, first of all, I was going to say, how nice would it have been if Fatih Terim was still around and he was going to play against Pirlo? Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and with that said, I I think we're going to go ham. We're going to go 5-0 against Karagümrük. Yeah, wallah, that would not surprise me. It really no, wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> Icardi and Mertens, they have some catching up to do. Yeah. Hat-trick on both. Makes it 6-0 actually. But but uh, yeah, five zero. Yeah, I think the TFFN needs to really treat this carefully because sometimes when you step on someone's toes, they really step back, and I think that's what's going to happen. Honestly, I have a feeling it could backfire on them, and I really think we could have a big response here. So, see what the boys can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See what the boy can do, indeed. Let's hope uh, Wanda stays far away. Yeah. Icardi, Icardi keeps on going like this. And uh, we need it. Friday against Karagumrik. Friday game, right? So, um, yeah, we need this win, man. We need it hard. We need to get back into 
the first position. Yes. Any uh, any closing points you guys want to say? No, that's about it. Got a lot off my chest here today. Yeah. yeah. For, for for all of the other listeners, keep your head up. Better times are coming. Yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, this feels good. This felt good yeah, to unleash. It did. My rats. Just, just just to lift the mood again because of this stupid buy rule where teams play. Some have played ten. Yo, some have bro. eleven. Let's say we let's say we win the next match. We are pretty much again third or fourth again, so mm-hmm. we're not that far off, really. We aren't. Yeah. What annoys me? I have mad OCD, so every time <laughs> I look at the yeah, positioning it in the too. league, and I see <laughs> nine games here, yeah. ten games there, eleven, like it doesn't make sense. Yeah. What is this bullshit? I know that bothers me I so this, much. I have the oh. same thing with uh, when we post our lineups too. Yeah. It's not based on position, right? It's just based on the number. Oh, right. Yeah, right. that's so annoying. That, that's, that's really, yeah. I have to work out like what formation are we yeah. actually going Make for. Make it I think easy for us. <laughs> exactly. Ah, <laughs> oh, God. Well, with that said, thank you if you've been listening so far. You can support us if you'd like to. You can check out our Twitter. Our handle is at the lines then GS. You can support us also with monetary value you know us Jews love that that's on Patreon (laughs) you can find us there as well but uh, yeah just collab with us on Twitter talk to us it's all good we don't need anything more it's all for the love of Galatasaray so wish you all a very pleasant day a good night a good morning a good afternoon a good day at work and we're out Peace. Peace.